Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. Wayne Pratt here. If you enjoy The Gateway, take the next step and support us by going to stlpublicradio.org and making a donation. It takes just a minute and will help keep this daily news podcast possible, as well as all the in-depth news on our website and airwaves. Make a donation now at stlpublicradio.org slash donate. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, March 23rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. A mandatory stay-at-home order begins today in St. Louis City and County as the region continues to fight the spread of the new coronavirus. Residents are allowed to leave their homes under certain conditions, like going to the grocery store, pharmacy, or doctor's office. Also today, a statewide order kicks in banning gatherings of more than 10 people in Missouri. It follows similar actions implemented in areas like St. Louis City and County. The disease caused by the new coronavirus, COVID-19, continues to hit the economy. The GM plant in Wentzville is suspending operations today, and Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis President James Bullard says the virus could eventually lead to a national unemployment rate of around 30 percent. State Representative Joe Runyons is recovering in the hospital from COVID-19. The Jackson County Democrat says he is also working to ensure that health care workers in the state have access to critical medical supplies. The Missouri Department of Economic Development is searching for companies that are currently producing N95 medical masks or gowns in large and extra sizes or can begin producing them in a short time frame. And a couple of local breweries are stepping up to help fight the virus. Anheuser-Busch and Four Hands are producing and distributing hand sanitizer. Here are the numbers. In Missouri, state health officials report 106 cases of COVID-19 and three deaths. In Illinois, health officials in that state are reporting more than 1,000 cases and nine deaths. In a few minutes, our Corinne Ruff will examine how restaurants in the region are handling new restrictions to deal with coronavirus. A mandatory stay-at-home order begins today for St. Louis city and county residents. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the new restrictions are designed to slow the spread of the virus. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page and St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen announced the decision during separate press conferences Saturday. Under the restrictions, county and city residents will be allowed to leave their homes under certain circumstances, like going to the grocery store, pharmacy, or doctor's office. Krusen called it an unprecedented response. It was an extremely difficult decision that we did not take lightly. The order does include exemptions for essential workers, including first responders, healthcare workers, and restaurants providing takeout service. The order goes into effect just after midnight Monday for the county and 6 p.m. for the city. It will remain in effect for 30 days. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. More restrictions are also now in place throughout the state of Missouri. Governor Mike Parson says social gatherings of more than 10 people are banned. The more that people reduce their public contact, the sooner COVID-19 will be contained and the sooner this order will expire. Visits to grocery stores, gas stations, parks and banks are not prohibited. The order also stops people from eating at dine-in restaurants, although those drive-in pickup and delivery options are still allowed. 
nursing and retirement home visits throughout the state are also being prohibited unless to provide critical assistance. General Motors' Wentzville assembly plants will temporarily suspend manufacturing operations at the end of today's second shift. The company plans to halt all manufacturing in North America until at least March 30th so it can deep-clean facilities and help reduce the spread of coronavirus. Executives plan to re-evaluate production on a week-to-week basis after that. Researchers at Missouri University of Science and Technology are developing an electronic sensor that can detect viruses by analyzing someone's breath. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the technology could be used in the future to manage the spread of coronavirus. The prototype of the sensor is designed to be the first-level screening for viral diseases that affect the lungs. Rex Gerald is one of the S&T professors working on the project. He says because it's electronic, the data it collects could be sent to healthcare providers and public health agencies that are monitoring what is happening in the community. Then there's a much higher chance that the discovery of the initial spreading of the, of the virus can be identified and mitigated. The researchers are looking for a company or public health group to start testing the sensor and put it into use as soon as possible. It could be used in doctor's offices, public health departments, or in places with large crowds like airports. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Bars and restaurants in the St. Louis region are nearly empty. Regional government officials last week ordered them to stop serving dine-in customers. It's part of the effort to reduce the spread of coronavirus. Many business owners are worried about what it will all mean for employees and whether their businesses will actually survive. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff visited one local restaurant that has operated in the old North St. Louis neighborhood for more than 100 years. On the last day of dine-in service, people filled crown candy to get milkshakes, bacon-packed BLTs, and chocolate bunnies for Easter. Owner Andy Karanzif said then it felt like a last hurrah for social interaction and a sense of normalcy. They're getting out because they realize in another uh, maybe 24 hours, we're not going to have these options. He was right. The next day, regional government leaders announced restrictions on restaurants and bars in an effort to force social distancing, which could reduce the spread of coronavirus. Restaurants and bars can stay open, but only for delivery, carryout, or curbside pickup. Early last week, Karanzif began making plans to shift to curbside and ramp up his online candy sales. But he was still struggling to figure out what that meant for his 30 employees. We're literally making this up as we go. Maybe I need more help because we're busier. Maybe I need less help because we're not as busy. We, I just don't know. and It just it makes me want to throw up. No one knows just how long bars and restaurants will have to operate in this limited capacity. It could be weeks or even months. Francis Rodriguez says he's terrified it will ruin his two Cherokee Street businesses, Yaki's and the B-Side. Rodriguez switched to a carry-out-only model. He says he made the decision because he can't afford to shut down entirely. He and his family live above Yaki's, and they don't own the building. If we close, we're going to lose everything. We don't have a, a rich family we can depend on. We don't have a bank that we can depend on. Another problem, Rodriguez says it's been hard to find the materials he needs for carry-out orders. He says many restaurant supply stores are being picked over. While some restaurants are adapting, others are closing entirely. That includes The Handlebar, a bar and restaurant on Manchester Avenue in the Grove. 
Owner Tatiana Talnikova says she struggled with the decision for days, making financial models to plan for what would happen if sales went down by 50% or even more. Eventually, she decided she had to close for the safety of her customers and her employees. By being open, we're helping spread it, and we don't even realize it, you know. But at the same time, I have moral obligations to my staff, you know, who are relying on this for their income. Telnikova rounded up about $8,500 for her staff, about two weeks' pay, and promised to hire them back as soon as possible. In the meantime, she's filing for mass unemployment on their behalf. Since she owns the building and has savings, she figures she can stay closed for about six months without losing her business. My priority definitely has been like trying to take care of my people and make sure they're okay, just because so many people in this industry are just completely not set up, you know what I mean? They don't have PTO, they don't have insurance. Back at Crown Candy, those concerns are weighing on customers on Korea Burns, who also works in the restaurant industry. She's trying to stay positive, and she smiles as she picks up her ice cream order. Cookies and cream, what I couldn't find anywhere, so this is great. She says it's the last thing she plans to get before heading home and staying inside for the next few weeks with her two kids. The single mom says it's been more than a week since she's gotten hours at McDonald's where she works. She's not sure when she'll be able to go back, and she's starting to worry about her bills. It's like a tight spot. It's like you're fighting in the middle of a wall with no help. No one to scream for help at all. It's like nobody has answers for anything. With so much uncertainty, Byrne says she's leaning on her family in prayer to get her through. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.